Welcome back, everyone. I'm very happy to have you, everyone, here on this podcast as every week or so, because we uh, jumped last week. We had a lot of, do, uh, of things to do. So we're really sorry, but here we are uh, back again. Well, at least for myself, because I, Flash Ranger, am on my own this week uh, for this uh, podcast. And we'll be talking about some kind of strange topics. Uh, I mean, completely different from uh, the other topics we usually cover this this time. We're not going to be interviewing a, a unit or a modder or that kind of thing. Uh, we're, we're going to be interviewing Tyron, which is... Um, a, a content creator but of another sort basically so uh she'll tell us more about that in a second uh remember you can find us at uh, radioarma.com and also on twitter uh, at Radio Arma. Uh, remember, we are compatible with uh, the Google Play music so you can find us also on that platform um, and now back to our guest Hi, Tyron. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? And yes, she is a girl. There is, <laughs> there are a few girls on the uh, in the in this amazing community, which is the Armor Three community. And she is one of those. She's American. And um, where are you from exactly in America? Uh, I'm from the East Coast in a very very small um, state just below New York and Pennsylvania. It's called okay. Maryland. Um, and, uh, for those of you, uh, guys who hate on Americans, don't hold it against me. I didn't choose where I was born. <laughs> it's completely fine. We deal with all sorts of people around the world because that's the beauty of the community is that it's, um, you know, it's, it's worldwide and we kind of like talking to people from all sorts of uh, countries. So welcome on the show, uh, Tyron, and we'll be uh, starting with uh, basically how did you pick up Arma? Um, I got into Arma maybe about a year ago. Um, okay. And it was joining up with Hell's Bells. Mm -hmm. Um. HBSI, which they recently merged with um, Oceanic Defense Services and Game Cerberus Defense Industries. And then from there, like, you know, they're, they're all, like, they're primarily a Australian um, unit. So mm -hmm. the time zone difference between America and Australia is... I get it. Yeah, that can yeah, be tricky. Oh, it's very tricky. Like, for me to run ops, I would have to be up around 3 in the morning um, to make them. And it was just, it was unhealthy routine. And at some point, I was doing a lot of work for the unit um, involving, like, you know, their web design, their um, promotional. Um, I was one of the... Uh, community like staff members so if there were conflicts amongst like members of the group like I was kind of like the little intermediary who was like okay guys hugging makeup like spoon or something you know I see. Um, <laughs> okay cool so you you were the you were the the uh, the girl that was like solving the problems basically in the community the yeah, um, I did a lot of that, and then I, you know, I do a lot of digital art. So, and that's mm -hmm. essentially why I'm here. Yeah, um, we'll be I, talking about that in a second. Yeah. Um. So, I I did that for a while, and because it was more like all work and no play, because I couldn't really show up to the ops at after a certain point. Um. It you know it became a little tedious. So, so I ended up. What What's your current community right right now? Um. 
I actually, I just found my current community through listening to your guys' wonderful show. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I am now with the Black Wolves. The yeah, we interviewed guys. them just recently. Shout out to them. Yeah, then. yeah um, I heard their uh, cat. And, like, actually, I, I listen to all of your casts. I'm actually, like, probably your biggest fan because I actually <laughs> listen to your shows every time they come out. Very, um, very honored about that. Uh, I, I love the shows. Okay, you guys cool. do a fantastic job. Um, and I heard them, and, you know, they're Milsim, which is very much like my old unit. They use a lot of the same mods that my old unit did. So I'm like, okay. So, I yeah, it was convenient for you. Yeah, it was convenient for you to switch to them because they they were pretty close to your old community, right? Yeah, and okay. they're in a easier region time wise for me to actually make the ops. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they're really nice guys, and I like to mess with them. Yeah, quite a we bit. had uh, <laughs> a very interesting chat with them. So, big shout out to them. Oh, yeah. I'm very happy that they uh, they are finding members through our show, and uh, that just means that w what we're doing is 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 not meanless is really you know having sense uh so what's your role in the community and uh, th we're going to be coming to the topic real fast now because uh you actually mentioned that you're you do digital art what's your role in the in the big verse of the armor three community i mean uh how do you interact with the community um, I actually do a lot within the community and with just gamers in general. Um, I've, I, you know, I'm a digital artist and, um, I'm huge into retail, like all of my past work experiences, retail and customer service. Um, and so, cause I have too much time on my hands. I'm like, what can I do to you know, profit from it and help others like with my experience. So, mm -hmm. um, being an artist and I've been an artist all my life. Um, I actually only recently in the past, maybe five years or so been into digital art and I'm all self-taught in everything. So okay. there's still things that I'm learning and growing with, but, um, originally I did, um, text-based role-play on an international chat client called uh, IMV, which actually I think is a great promotional tool, um, especially for your groups. Um, there are a lot of like role-play-based chat rooms there but and other random things, but there, one of the things that I found within that community is there are gaming chat rooms. And you can actually set up a chat room geared towards Arma 3 and go on there and people will search chat rooms that, you know, interest them. And you can promote your group within the chat room live. That's cool. Yeah, um, and I've been trying to teach a lot of different units how to do this. I mean... IMView is a promotional tool if you know how to use it properly. You do sometimes fork some money out to that, but at the same time, you don't have to. And um, I found that it can pick up a lot of you know, gamers and find really rare gems of people on that site. Um, there's other similar sites to it, like Second Life, um, and they're all international. So you're finding people from all over the world. That's amazing. Um, okay, and so, so what do you do for the Armor Three community right now? What, how do you interact with with the uh, with the Armor Three community? So you do digital art. What does that involve exactly? That involves I do a lot of art. Um, and picking up some skills from that other site. Um, because I am a developer on there. You, you have to learn to texture and to mesh. And I'm not a mesher. Um, which is someone who makes the kind of outline of your outfits. Like, so you know how we have unique armor mods and, like, unique weapon mods? Um, a mesh is that specific mod, uh, coded a certain way to be uploaded into the game. Mm -hmm. Whereas a, a texturizer, which is a lot of the things that I do, um, basically adds the color and the detail to the armor to actually make okay. it look like armor. Right, um, nice. So, so I do a lot of custom uh, unit outfits, and I do have a custom mesher who helps me do um, full-blown, like, 
unique armor, unique guns, unique actual vehicles for uploading okay. to the game. So, um, for, I, for what mods have you been working, if we know a few of them? Um, I don't know the mods specifically. Again, I just do the texture part. The mods are all kind of his thing. But, um, involving, like... I, you know, we use all different kinds of mods, like, and in my old unit, along with my new one, it's, you know, it's just like, um, it's different things that, you know, can give you a unique, like, appearance within the game. It's more so the appearance of it versus, like, full-blown functionality. I mean, obviously, the, we can actually Im implement it into basically any mod. So, like... If you want a mod specific like armor strength because you really like it, but you just hate the design of it, like it makes your character look like fat, we'll just say that. Um, like we can make it look the way we want it to look while still having the same like bullet resistance or impact resistant as the official mod. Right. Um, so that's that's what we love to do. Um. It is something that we just started doing more recently. Um, a lot of the more mainstream stuff that I do for the community is like for new uh, units or even older units who kind of want to have a fresh new look. Um, we do, well, I specifically do um, the logos and like in-game patches. Like, so if you want your unit patch on like your uniform, like on your sleeve, for all of your operatives, I can do that. Like, Great. Actual, yeah. Okay, so that will bring us to the main topic here, uh, which is <clears throat> basically uh, a unit and its patch or its logo, whatever. Um, yeah. So basically here, what we're going to be talking about is that specific piece of intel that players wear every day or so when they're on the op in game with their friends with their teammates and everything and that's one of the key things that identifies each and one of us and and identifies our unit basically yeah it it really does um it's it, it's so important to have your logo and your unit logo because it's not just all about identity it shows a, a amount of unity and trust amongst the community like it symbolizes who you are and like it's like a symbol of pride mm -hmm. for your unit yeah so, to, to me to me one of the main things that it brings is um, so i'm really active on twitter for those that know and that use twitter and see me on twitter and i promote things on Twitter all the time and every morning what I do is I open Twitter and I promote things on that platform and one of the main things I see over and over and over and that's one of the key things I kind of have learned to identify on in just a click of an eye is that patch that you guys have on your shoulder and basically for, for some unit it's so colorful so so uh, I mean, it, it has so much um, presence on that screenshot, on that photo, on that composition that you're posting on, on Twitter, that it, it really identifies your unit through that picture. And, and it's kind of the only thing that you can see sometimes. And I find that completely amazing. Yeah, I uh, I've seen some pretty fantastic screenshots myself of in-game play, and like certain units have such bright colors in their logos that like when they're camouflaged, then you see this bright like yellow or orange or <laughs> yeah. even a uh, cobalt blue. It's like yeah. that, your that eye breaks, goes straight that, to it. That breaks a bit of the realism, but uh, I mean, gamers don't care. They're they're just. Uh, having a lot of fun and, and, you know, showing their patches with pride. Yeah, um, well, actually, it's not so far off realism. Um, A lot of, like, you know, for a lot of, you know, the British, the Australian, and the American flags, it's red, white, and blue. Um, But those are some pretty intense color combinations against a lot of camouflage. But in realism, like, you know, with war and stuff, wearing the patch on... A uniform like it's so small in retrospect to comparison to the whole 
person's body in the camo that actually when you know they're infiltrating you actually don't see it because everything's so quick when you're i guess i guess sometimes like the the army i don't know i'm not an army expert we could (laughs) we could have an army expert here come confirm or not what what we were saying just here but basically what, what i think is basically armies will probably dim the color like it'll be probably a bit darker like the blue won't be bright blue or or something it'll be probably like uh, uh, I don't know, dark blue or something. Um, not necessarily. Uh, I'm not an army expert, but my uh, my grandfather was a vet. He uh fought in World War II, and my father is a Vietnam War vet. And actually, when I found out that there was a game that you could run these wars, these simulations, um, I that was my initial interest in Arma, um, was to be able to understand and connect with my grandfather and my dad on a more deeper <laughs> nice. level. Yeah, so um, that's actually what really got me into going, okay, I need to get this game. Um, but, you know, like, I, and- I know a few things about the military, but I know that because the patches are so small in retrospect to most of their gear, and then, you know, they could have things that are layered slightly over it. So, you know, there's a lot of different ah, things. Yeah, right. Yeah. I feel you there. Okay, so back to you and, and to your art. What kind of tools do you use to create all that? Do you use, like, um, specific um, uh, software, that kind of thing? Tell us more about it. Yeah, um, so like most artists, I use a stylus. Now, um, because I'm still fairly new and, you know, I I honestly don't have the finances to keep up with my massive need for new games versus an expensive tablet, um, I have a Wacom. It's a very good type stylus for a beginner. Um, you can get them in at least two to three different sizes that I know of. Um, mine's like right in the middle. So I paid what, like, what exactly is that? Is that a graphical tablet or something? It, so a Wacom is a stylist. It, it, it's essentially like, you know, the little pad so, with the stylus pen. Oh, um, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that, also... That's for That's for basically me and, and the listeners that don't know anything about creation and, and yeah. um, you know, graphical creation. We don't know the keywords. And basically, I, I didn't even know it was called like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will call it a tablet or a design tablet or a, a lot of other people will call it a stylus. It's just another term for it. Um, if you want to look up Wacom, they do call it a stylus. Um, and they're all right. Um, the pressure sensitivity in the pen, like, so the thing about digital art that makes it so much more challenging than real art is, you know, in real life, you can take a pencil and you can draw and push harder or less hard to get different variations and darknesses of the pencil and the gradient. Whereas, you know, in the tablet, it's kind of similar, but if you push too hard, um, it'll be like, yeah, no, this isn't good. You're, you're hurting me. And so you can't actually like, that's not how you get the gradient. Actually have to switch the gradiation in the program. Right. Okay. So, so so don't break the tablet. Just change the gradient. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't break the tip of your stylus pen. It's expensive replaced. You're not going to want to do that. Um, and because the pressure sensitivity in it is not the vet best, like, sometimes you have to try a few times to draw, like, a single line. So it's a beginner stylist. It's not the best, but it is very good for starting out. Now, my dream tablet, if you have a lot of money, you really want to start out good and you don't want to fork down more money later on. Um, and you really want a big bang for your buck, I'm sure all of you guys are followers of YouTubers and a lot of YouTubers, specific artist YouTubers like Draw With Jazza, um, are promoting these. I love my Draw With Jazza. He's awesome. If you guys haven't seen his channel, check him out. Um, he is a famous YouTuber who does art and he he does some really funny topics. He's, he's hilarious. So definitely check him out. Nice. Um, okay. But a lot of them are promoting Huey on. 
Huey on tablets, like, that's, like, my wet dream tablet right there as an artist. <laughs> um, it is a beautiful tablet. It's, they have all different kinds. The newer one, like, you're going to be forking out about $300, but for a tablet like that, like, at minimum 300 but, like, it has so many press pressure sensitivities. It makes running your program smoother. It, it like, just the drawing quality in it is so much easier. And it, it makes your job very easy. As okay. Right. I so, see. Um, but in terms of software programs that I use, I'm, I'm old school. Like, I go with the mainstream Photoshop. I love Photoshop. Um, I mean, I'm also... it's not it's not being old school. Come on, I, well, I use I Photoshop I... as well. I mean, every pro out there use Photoshop, so yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, also like I, I say old school because I'm a little old. Um, I am 29 years old, and um, I uh, uh I'm sure I'm I sure are... there's gonna be a lot of listeners out there saying, hey. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I'm over Hold that on. age. Come yeah. on. I'm not well, yeah. old. <laughs> but, but, you know, being a 90s kid, like, people who are older than 90s or 90s will know what I mean by this. Um, going back when we had the big, chunky dial-up, like, computers and stuff, Photoshop was out back then. And I learned some of Photoshop, like, beginner yeah, very true. things back, back in middle school. So it's been around for a very long time, and that's why I say old school. Uh, Photoshop, mine is one of the more expensive versions, and I got mine a couple of years back. So there's probably later ones out, but I have uh, Photoshop uh, Premiere 12, um, it's real or Photoshop Elements 12. Um, I have the Premiere Audio Editor, and then I have the um, Elements 12. And if you can fork out the money for that software or like more recent software, it is definitely worth it. Like they have three. Mine has three different settings um, that basically help you do everything like three different ways. An easier way. Uh, um, medium way and a harder way but it, like even though you're doing the same things like you want to do things in different ways for different things because mm -hmm. um, just the way of doing it um, and if you don't know how to use Photoshop there are also a lot of different tutorials yeah, on that's, YouTube that's what I do I, I watch videos on YouTube and, and yeah. learn from YouTube and you know it's funny because like you know, they there's like these huge expensive college courses, or as um f like other people call it, uh, university, uh, that will teach you how to use Photoshop. And nowadays, I'm seeing a lot more people learning things on do-it-yourself type videos, um, on YouTube, and it's really interesting to see. And a lot of people do it very different ways. So, um, I've kind of been learning from a lot of other people as well um one of my other uh unit members just showed me an easier way of doing something that's super basic that you would think i would know but i didn't so you know i'm i'm still learning too so if you're a little timid about learning this stuff don't don't be i mean even i'm still learning like you always continue to learn and grow when you're doing this kind of work um, very true and um, what about um so sorry i'm just going to yeah, cut you no, off no, here no, so no, we don't fine. lose too much time yeah. um so what about because yeah we've got a lot of things to talk about and it's yeah. very very interesting and don't want to miss a bit about it uh <laughs> but i was going to ask what um what's the funniest logo that you've been creating like uh, i don't know logo <laughs> or patch or whatever uh, do you have examples, um, um, one in mind that just jumps in mind and, and really sticks out like the one funniest that you've been creating? I do, and it's not actually a logo. Um, for back in Hell's Bells, we were having a custom armor mod made. And um, so for to distinguish the different um, operatives and members... You were allowed to have your visor custom to whatever you wanted. And then uh, our our unit leader, Savik, 
Hi, Savic. Um, he asked me to do one of the Australian politicians, mm-hmm. but he wanted to have a bung like hanging out of his mouth and like his eyes like stone. So uh, that was that was probably the most random art piece I have been ever asked to. So that make. that was and a face, is that it? Yeah, that was a face yeah. visor. A custom like face, a, okay. Like a helmet visor, yeah. It it was it was really bizarre. Um but yeah, I, I get asked to do all sorts of things and like sometimes like I have fun with doing some of the work. Especially if I'm friends with the person who's asking it. Like, I mean, um one of my other friends offered or asked me to do, you know, the logo unit of um the you know the merger which was cerberus you know three-headed dog so of course i did a million pictures of fluffy from harry potter and sent it to mm-hmm. him as a you know a joke yeah. so i mean as an artist we get to have fun with it too like and you guys get to challenge our creativity so when people come to me and ask me for art it's you know to me it's like a little mini adventure and it's just it's a delight so um if you can get into this line of work and get into this and you have an interest and a love for this, like, go for it. Well, we're very happy, at least, that you're having a lot of fun. We can hear that, and it's really delighting um, to be able to talk about that, that kind, those kind of topics with, with someone that really does it. Uh, we are hoping at Radio Arma to be able to interview more uh, modders, more, you know, content creators like you that really bring um you know funny things to 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 uh, our community and to to the game itself um another big topic that i wanted to bring here in this discussion was uh the importance and the, i mean the yeah the importance of a website in a unit because to my yeah. knowledge to my knowledge i think you do also web services uh and widely is due to some things with websites you'll you'll be able to tell us more about that just in a second um so what kind of web services do you provide i mean does it is it is it coding is it more graphical things what what kind of things well i can do full-blown coded website which isn't a problem but um it costs a lot more money for to provide that kind of service um so what i typically do is i make full-blown um wix websites uh for those who don't know what wix is it is a free easy web design clientele um i like to do it i lay out everything um i like to make the websites more geared towards the personality of the unit you know every community and little unit has their own type feel to them and i like to create like personality within the website and by doing a wix site i can charge less to help them save money for more games because gamer love um yeah and and also it's easy for them to update so like you know if you because i always add stools so people can go onto the website and go okay next op is this day at this time and like you know they can go in and easily add scheduling make minor changes because a lot of web designers what they'll do is especially with the coding they'll code you your whole website and because you can't just go in and edit that code to make minor changes you have to pay them like thirty dollars to sixty dollars per change and to me, that is like highway robbery. And yeah, I, to, yeah, that is completely robbery. I mean, come on, who's who's benefiting well, it, from that kind of shit? Honestly, well, I mean, obviously the computer, but I mean, regardless, this is actually a very common problem, not just for you know these groups, but small businesses. Um, it's more of a problem than people to know um so i've actually been you know um taken advantage of in that way before too and once i got into this i was like i am i swear i am never gonna take advantage of anyone in this way so i i format full-blown wix websites and i teach a specific user who is in charge of managing it from the unit 
how to make minor edits and stuff like that so that they can go in and work on it. And I also do um, tutorials also uh, in little minor classes and teach for people who want to learn how to do this stuff as well. So Okay, um, cool. And yeah. so, so um, this is not going to be a question to promote uh, or to do some publicity to, to, to this or, or, or that, but yes. why Wix? Why did you choose, you personally choose Wix? Um, I personally chose Wix because of how easy it was to use. And it wasn't just that. Um, originally, when I first got into doing this, um, my other friend was the one who taught everything and they used Wix. So I guess I, you know, I took after my Obi-Wan Kenobi, essentially. Um, I like the reference. Or, cool. Yeah. Or my Yoda. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like my, my sensei essentially taught me and they used Wix. Um, but after using Wix, I did experiment with a few other websites and, they're all right, but, you know, Wix does have areas where they're like, okay, we would like to charge you for certain things. But most of the stuff that you need is all free on it. Like, and if you do need a specific thing that you have to pay for, like, it's usually one charge or, like, something small and affordable. They are so much more affordable than other sites like a lot of sites will have things that they'll also charge even though it's a free site but their charge prices are through the roof and it's just like if you do need it for whatever reason versus being able to do everything free i'd rather pay bare minimum than an arm and a leg no, so, i completely feel you there okay right so and which that, is again very easy to use yeah <laughs> Well, um, to be honest, we've got, so again, for the listeners, we do not have any advantage to, to promote Wix or whatever, but I must admit that um, it is very simple and very good looking, and that is probably one of the key things. It's good looking. I mean, come on, the, the website are efficient, and um, and. You, you can go to our website at radioarma.com, and that is one uh, it's a Wix, uh, Wix website, basically. It was done with Wix through Wix's platform. Uh, so George from Arma Hosts uh, did it for us. And so th big thanks to him. Uh, and, and yeah, to be honest, it's, it's clean. It's, uh, you, you can find everything that you need on it. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a good platform. Back on... Uh a quest oh sorry yeah you oh, were going to say i was also going to say for those who um also need to use wix wix is also very compatible with a lot of other uh websites and clients like again i keep going back to this imvu thing because i'm a major part of their community but for people who do home pages which is essentially like a mini website but promoting you as a user for imvu um, I have a specific code that you can import and legit upload your Wix site as your homepage. So it's very easy. Like, you don't have to do massive coding for that either. Like, it's it's just so easy to use. That's cross-platform, basically. Yeah, and it's very compatible with a lot of cross-platforms. So cool. um, that's another reason why I love it. So. Okay. Back to you, Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I, I keep, wanting, so, keep wanting to call you, like, Barry and make DC references at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Just call me Flash. That will be co completely fine. So back on the topic on ARMA 3 in particular, um, here's a question. Um, so for a community, in your sense, obviously, uh, what so do you think a web page or a website or web page is very important for a unit, or is it just a tool for them to just promote themselves, their themselves? Um, I personally love designing websites for unit. Um, actually, uh, I do a lot of website design for small businesses, and then I had gotten a lot of them. Um, like commissions for that and i was stressed out doing 
several different Wix sites for these other businesses that I decided out of the blue, I'm just going to do one for Hell's Bells as a giant walking meme joke. I mean, it was literally a walking meme joke. It had like a Uncle Sam Adolf Hitler on it that was like, we need you or something like that. Join our army unit. It was so stupid and funny and ridiculous. And then I showed it to the unit as a joke. And actually a lot of the unit members were like, if we can change Adolf Hitler and a few minor little things, we actually want to use this. So, um, but it's not, it, it's so important because you can depict community's personality in it and really convey who you guys are as individual gamers and as a collective whole of a gaming group. And on top of that, like my favorite thing that I've discovered I can do with Wix is I can take every single YouTube video that's been recorded of your op and condense it into one player on like the site. So you guys can, instead of having to type in um, the YouTube channel for this member of your group and that member and that member, just go to the, your website and it's all there. Um, and I think that's really cool. And you can just watch back-to-back -back streams of your ops. And it, that it's a learning tool for anyone who is an uh, mission maker. Okay, this didn't go so well in this mission. We have it recorded right here. What can we do better? Um, it's a learning to tool. It's a promotional tool. It's To me, it's very important to have a website. Like, And instead of, you know, like when you're going into like the forums that like the arma forums community where you can recruit you can just post up your website and people can actually go to it and see what you guys are all about and who you are like your website's so important because it is an extension of your identity as a unit and it really does people an insight of who you are um and it's a great promotional tool it's a great learning tool and like you can also have hidden areas on the site that is only accessible by like you know your admins or leaders so like if you need to have like an area to store like your training docs or your documents on like different uh missions and stuff you can still have it as like a special organized like filing system storage area that only you guys can see and it's everything's in one place so it's not a hassle of bouncing around to find things okay so now three words you you give me three words and that would uh describe why you still play arma 3 after five years it's been out uh three words Ooh, that's a challenging. hard one. Yeah, it is. Um, challenging. Educational and fun. Cool. Okay, that suits. Um, what do you want to see coming in Armor 3 or Armor 4? Maybe probably Armor 4, basically. Uh, in the future, mods, features, improvements, that kind of thing. Uh, see, you know, I just, I've only been a part of Arma for about a year, so I'm still learning everything, but, um, I would like to see more of a, some mods that would gear towards doing, like, really dark horror type, uh, horror fantasy based ops where you have to, like, you know, horror-based and, like, maybe more sci-fi stuff. Like, ah, I, I know that, yeah, like, just because, I mean, I love Arma for the fact that it can, um, it, it can be modded, be anything you want. Yeah. And, um, although I will say we, we did, like, um, a Civil War op where it was, like, you're riding a horse and have swords and stuff and have, like, muskets and... I would like to see those mods be fixed because there was a a massive amount of glitching in those um and they didn't function as well but you know I I've seen full blown Star Wars type mods and like missions which I think was really cool um 
And it's just so amazing how different everything can be. And you can edit it to have stalker ops. Like, there's just so much you can do with it. So I would like to see more horror-based, like, survival mods so you can do, like, something really scary. You know, if you guys decided to have, like, a Halloween get-together, like, you know, that and... I, I've been on a little bit of a horror type kick, so don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, I I would really like to see that. You know, okay. who knows? Maybe cool. maybe yeah. bring out a Slenderman type thing. Ooh, like... nice. Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you talked about uh, some sci-fi things. Um, what do you think about the upcoming Arma Three Contact DLC? Um, I actually haven't seen anything on oh, it. Oh God! Okay, I you're talking. You are talking <laughs> about sci-fi, and you haven't seen the latest DLC that's coming, which know, is I'm completely sci-fi. <laughs> I'm grounded. I know. It's 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 actually shameful. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen anything on it. Like I haven't been able to look it up yet. And but I, one of my friends literally just brought this up to me like two days ago. So I'm just like, well, you know what? <laughs> the the one thing that you'll be doing after recording this podcast is basically just going to fucking internet uh, yes. <laughs> and typing Armor Three Contact DLC on internet and just looking at the the trailers. There's uh, just go to the website or or if you have Twitter. Do you have Twitter, by the way? I do not. Um, okay, it's completely fine. Old. Well, you can yeah. you can find you can you can find everything on the website or in the forum. Uh, there's even some um, some uh, so uh, Corel or Cornell. I don't remember his nickname. His sorry, his name, uh, which is a Arma Three developer. He uh, is doing each week a weekly um, how do you call that uh, sort of uh, vlog. Okay. And he's basically presenting each and one of the little, you know, key features of the mod. It is super interesting. I'm so much into sci-fi. And this is just going to be completely amazing. So go ahead and check it out after the podcast. Um, and that, that's, ob that's ob obviously, sorry, a, um, an invitation for all of you that are listening. And if you haven't been getting i mean putting any interest in in the upcoming dlc come on just at least watch the uh youtube videos and uh, i mean the trailer that kind of thing because come on you could you could discover yourself getting interest into a sci-fi dlc for arma 3 because arma 3 as uh tyron said just before is is anything that you can possibly want it to be it's a sandbox so it is go it's, and check it out glorious yep about glorious what is your most armagasm moment in armor 3 so by armagasm do you mean like uh, the, 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 the one the one moment that you you've you will always remember in armor 3 that basically you you've uh experienced something that will I don't know that you you'll remember in your game of life basically. Um actually it's my biggest most fondest memory of Arma. And it's not just because it's Arma. Um So like I said before my my dad's a Vietnam uh vet. Uh he uh built bombs that were dropped <laughs> essentially and uh So um my dad is a cancer survivor from being exposed to Agent Orange. Mm -hmm. And upon hearing, you know, his war stories and, you know, my grandfather's war stories, when I found out about Arma being able to be um, a learning experience, and I know that's really bad because learning from video games? Gasp! Um, I, you know, when my dad talks about his stories, it was, it's kind of like I wanted to experience it because i feel i couldn't grasp it so my second ever op like and for any of those who don't know my gameplay experience it's very very slim um i have not played any of 
most of Arma. I have not played Altus Life. I have not played any of those type things. Um, my full-blown Arma experience is doing training and ops with units. So, um, and I have under 500 hours of gameplay. So if that puts in retrospect where I am in Arma, I'm still very fairly new. That's um, completely fine. Go ahead. Um, but my second option, I... I hauled butt to become a basic, uh, an advanced medical medic, um, and I went through so many basic trainings. It's not even funny um, to be able to go to this op, and I was assigned as um, one of our main squad leads, personal medics, and it, it, we ran Vietnam, and like I was up all night playing this op. It was. By far the most insane op ever. If you've never run a Vietnam op, it's it's insane because there's napalm being thrown in your face, like cloud, you can't see anything. The brush that you're going through is so thick, you cannot see enemies. Like, you hear the gunfire and, like, clapping of it, like, in your face, and you don't... It's impossible, and there are, like mines trip mines that you can step on all over the place and you it's so impossible to find them like so you could step somewhere and get blown up it's intense like i swear i have ptsd from a video game now oh. <laughs> so it, it was really 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 intense especially for my second op and but the most memorable part of this was by the time I got done playing and, you know, debriefing and stuff, I got up, had breakfast, and then my parents got up. And I live at home with the fams. Um, and my dad came out, and I'm crying on him and just telling him about my experience for, like, we talked for hours and hours and hours. And um, afterwards, he gave me um, his ring, which, you know, kind of like... Um, high school, you get a high school class ring type thing. Mm -hmm. You get one when you're in the military. And yep. he gave me his, his military ring and he told me that I'm not just his princess, but I'm his little soldier now, too. Nice. And, That's cute. Yeah. It was, it, it's one of my most amazing memories of the entire game. Um, and so now every time I run up, I actually wear his military ring and I'm like, yoo like so super um, cool okay yeah um and then i have really bad armagasm memories like my first and only flight training where i managed to turn a black hawk upside down and plummet to our deaths so <laughs> like i'm sure everyone has yeah we tales. have all yeah. yeah we have all crashed a helicopter in armor i mean that's part of the hard learning curve of the game basically <laughs> so well, i mean it wasn't crash it was upside down plummet like oh okay i, right. I don't even know how i did that like but yeah it, but it's funny because i hear a lot of people's really funny stories and then their most epic stories and it's like i've seen a few people who have gotten their most captured their most epic stories by when they were recording like to stream and i'm just like i need to do this like i need to start recording my gameplay too but i haven't gotten around to it which is also a shame so that's fine well we'll, we'll be looking forward to it here at radio arma and uh, this is a kind of very cool way to finish this podcast uh and finish with how can people get in touch with you basically if if they want a some artwork done some some texturing done some website done that kind of thing how can people get in touch with you do you have a discord a website a forum uh, whatever um i actually have my own special website for wix that promotes me as an artist a developer on imview a roleplay leader like i i do a lot of different stuff like i'm kind of like a jack of all trades at times um so i will be giving you guys my official website mm, um, we'll put so we'll put all the links in the description by the way yeah but i do have a discord it's selena trophism uh hashtag uh 5604 um we'll also put the spelling and all that in you know the, yeah the sure links and don't stuff. worry 
because salinotrophism is not the easiest word to spell. Um, and, you know, not only do I go by tyrant, but I also go by cell. So whatever's easier for anybody who wants to come and contact me. Now, I do charge prices for a lot of my services, but um, I uh, most things are judged on how long it takes me, how much work goes into it, how detailed it is, and, you know, um, if people want multiple services, I, you know, I bundle. I, I like bundles. So, like, say you want a website, a logo, like, special in-game patches, like, there's cheaper bundles that bundle all the prices and then give you a um, discount on top of it so that you save money in the long run. And, you know, if, like, people have budgets, I can work around budgets. Or, if, you know, they're like, I only have X amount of money. Like, you know, I, I cut massive deals all the time like i sometimes sell myself short but you know being a massive love lover of this game and seeing how fantastic in its art like i i have a hard time not being like here take my services like jerk cheap <laughs> so um yeah uh but the prices range anywhere between like ten dollars and up um if they want, like, a full-blown website and mod sets and all this other stuff, like, things that, like, where I also have to, like, dole work with my fiancé on, like, you know, that's more in the 100 price area. Um, but overall, a lot of times, it's it's pretty cheap when, depending on what people ask for. And um, I've had people come up to me who are like, can you convert just this patch file to a PNG? And I'm just like, here, take it for free. It's fine. <laughs> like, so. I um, see. Yeah. Cause you know, convert, some people will be like, I, I want to use this, but I need it as a PNG and I don't know how to convert. And so like, and that's such an easy job that it's just like, I, I feel guilty if I do charge. So, you know, it takes me five minutes, not even. <laughs> five minutes if I'm snacking while I do it. And, great. Yeah. Great, great to know. Anyways, players and uh, gamers out there of the Alma 3 uh, community, you are warned. This girl is called Tyron. She does some great artwork and website artwork. And we'll see you all uh, next week for the next podcast. Thanks, uh, Tyron, for coming. And we'll no see problem. you. No problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. See you, dolls.